Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. All right. Thank you for joining us. We're here, ready to go. And we've got something we think is going to be powerful for you folks. And thank you for joining us. And uh, again, it's going to be a bit of a buckle up. Here we go. Yeah. We're going to be talking about 360 today. This is uh, Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, Rich Barron. My partner, Michael Bailey, we're here together. We're talking about 360, big deals about three these 360s, yeah. a lot of controversies. Why do they work? Why do they not work? Why do they blow up? Why do they seem to work for some people, but for other people, they don't seem to work at all. In fact, they seem to be very deleterious, very harmful, and other people seem to get away with stuff, and it's just a kind of a weird animal here. We want to take a look at why is it so difficult? Why is it so hard? And it is difficult. Let's be honest about it. Human relationships, particularly in business, when it comes to promotions, when it comes to not getting promoted, when it comes to money, when it comes to job security, it is a high-valued, sensitive kind of uh, situation and many levels and many organizations, and they're often not done very well. And there's a reason they're not done very well, reason they're not carried out very well, reason they're not implemented very well, and the reason the outcomes are not very good. Many, right. many times. Many times. So uh, we've kind of looked at it like, is this really a hell or is it a weapon? So let's start there. Pick your weapon. Choose your weapon. So let's start. Let's go. Well, 360s, and like you mentioned, is a phenomenal tool. They're great tools. And there's different types of 360s. Uh, you know, there could be individual 360s. Could be uh, culture assessments, which in a sense is a 360 that really looks at the the whole organization. And, and the problem is, is these, instead of being used like they, they should be in, in a form to really measure people's performance how, and how we can improve on that performance. They've been used in a lot of cases as, uh, you know, we, 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 we talked about this before, for lack of a better term, being weaponized. And that is looking for Poor performance and ways we can place blame or ways we can pass judgment. I'm going to change that just a little bit. It's not yeah. looking for poor performance. It's it's targeting what, the, what may be considered yes. poor performance. There we go. Yeah, poor performance. Better they said. See it. Better said. Yeah, we're yeah. looking for poor performance. And uh, we've seen this in, in several instances. Matter of fact, we've got one client. That uh, and here, this was a few months ago. Came to us and said, "Hey, they've started these 360s at my work, 
uh, asking us to fill out all this information. And he was very uncomfortable. And for the same reason, a lot of people are uncomfortable because you're asking, instead of being a peer, you're asking your peers to now become judges. And that's how they view it if it's used in the wrong form. And it wasn't too long after that, that we and we warned him about these 360s, be careful what you do with them. And it was soon after that that the axe man came in and a lot of lot of uh jobs were lost. A lot of people lost their jobs. Now we didn't have anything to do with the 360, just to be no, clear. No, we didn't about do that. a 360 there. They were doing internally. Yeah. So they yeah. so right from the beginning, right from the get-go, understand. When you're doing it internally, you cannot have, you cannot but have a bias or a prejudice. No. Because that is what you're bringing to it. You're bringing, there's, that's not going to be a real assessment. Yeah. It's going to be a bias slanted towards certain kinds of agendas, probably hidden agendas that you Absolutely. do not want to and are not willing to communicate to the employees at large. And so that's what makes them distrustful and suspicious. And the reason why they're trustful and sus- mistrustful and suspicious is because They've seen them used in those that fashion before, yeah. as a tool to find the the poor performers and weed them out. Versus, how can we improve performer performance overall? We have a three sixty we use, Michael, and it's 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 based on, you know, how are people doing in their leadership, and it's it's kind of a starting point, if you will, where mm-hmm. we can we can get a great view of uh, where these people are currently in their leadership, how they're viewed in their leadership. And then over time, once we work with them, we we do another survey, uh, essentially the same type of survey that goes back and measures how they've improved. And so it's, but the, here's the thing, is it's never done internally. It's never done internally. And a lot of these 360s not only include people they work with, but people on the outside family, other people they might have uh, access to in the community. So there's more than just, you know, it's done just at work. But the problem is, is if you do one of these internally and suddenly you get a message from your HR, an email from your HR or whoever, fill out this 360 on so-and-so. Immediately, the mistrust comes up. Immediately, that that feeling like I want to help someone, but I don't want to be their judge. I don't want I don't want to give information that might be they might be used to be judged by. And then unfortunately that's how it's been used. Right there, I think, is the problem. I think in the terms of do you see yourself as a peer and as a judge? I think that right right from the start is is a peer and how would you assess? Don't be a judge, assess. There's there so there, yeah. it's a softening of it. So it's not like we're asking you to give them a grade. We're saying, what's your take on them? How are they doing generally? That's a much more kind of open-ended kind of a thing. That creates more of a sense of still that sense of the companion, uh, collegiate. That's where I'm looking, the sense of collegiate culture. Yeah. And that's a different kind of a thing. And so it, it, the judge thing automatically puts in a sense of, of adversity. Yeah, That's the problem with that whole thing. Yes, and, and 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 see that's indicative of the organization. That's absolutely indicative of the organization, and that let's that kind of lets us segue into uh, cultural assessments, another type of three hundred and sixty, mm-hmm. which is one that we have seen uh, in a few instances go so poorly, as they were they were truly weaponized against the organization. And they went so poorly that uh, in in one instance they've lost millions of dollars 
because they would not listen to what was being told to them. Yeah, hundreds of millions of dollars, actually. Yes. And see, it wasn't, it started out uh, as a 360 about the organization, which was really meant to aggrandize, make the organization look good. That was the intent. How good are we? Let's make sure that everybody's on, on the same boat here with us. So yeah. tell us how good we are. Well, when they got back to the awful answers, they were so floored. They were so you know red-faced and shamed at the results. Yeah. They wouldn't even talk about it, let alone produce the results. They just took right. that thing and hid it away in some dark corner. I yeah. mean, that's the, that's the disconnection that this organization at the top had with the rest of the organization. And when they don't follow through with it, what does that do to their credibility? Exactly. It, it, you hit it on the head. When you give your employees a voice to tell you what they feel is, is going on with the organization, good or bad, either way, and you ignore that information and you just tuck it under the rug, you have, you've done more discredit to yourself than, than you can possibly imagine. Because now you, once you give them a voice, they give you the, the information, you ignore it. What does that what does that tell the people in your organization about you? They now they know that you know that you're guilty. <laughs> yeah. In in, in, in sense, here in, in a sense, here we go. When we when we do a cultural assessment, and if the, the senior leadership wants to do a cultural assessment, because we've got problems in our company, we've got high turnover. Employees aren't engaged, uh, whatever that may be, uh, a list of problems. You don't have to look any further than yourself, quite frankly, because culture is a top-down function. It's not something that starts at the bottom. Problems don't arise at the bottom. Problems don't arise at middle management. Culture comes from the very top. So the, in, in an instance of a cultural survey, where we start and where you need to start is with the senior leadership team only to make sure they are all on board with completely understanding what uh, this they may hear from this and to get their buy-in and their a guarantee, if you will, that we are going to do something about what we hear. And it's, it's you're not going to hear, sometimes you don't hear good things about yourself. And that's that's where the hard part comes in. But if you're not open, if you're not vulnerable, if you're not willing to open up and, and to really what problems you have in your organization before a cultural assessment goes out to the rest of the company, then, you know, it's not something you should be taking on then. If you're not willing to truly listen, if you're not willing to truly work to get things fixed, or and you're just looking for blame again, which we've seen this in, in different instances. You know, it, it simply is not a good idea. No, it's not because what you've got an irony going on, and that irony or paradox that's going on is we want you, the employees, to be honest with us. Yeah. While at the same time, we're not going to be honest with you. Right. And that's exactly. the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. The, 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 your, what, where you're coming from is dishonesty. You're you're coming from a level of I'm withholding truth. I'm I've got a I got a hidden agenda here, but I'm not telling you that. But I'm going to tell you with a smiling face. Oh, this is all up front. This is all good. We're all on the same side. We're all working for the same purposes and the best ends. And that's and that's the problem with that is you're looking at people in a way that is condescending just to begin with. 
you're looking at the way of your people and your organization that they're already not okay. You're okay, but they're not okay. There's something wrong with them. There's not anything wrong with you. And that sense of condescension, that looking down your nose at people, people smell it. They know it. They can feel it. They can see it in your body language. You can see it in your facial expressions. They can see what when you talk to them, the tone of your voice, just this whole kind of air that you're putting on. They can they can sense a, a, a person who's just dishonest because our brains are built that way. Our brains are built to look for the danger. They're looking yeah. for what's the inconsistency. You yeah. say one thing, but I'm picking up somebody else. There are books on this. The gift of uh, gift of fear talks about it. You, you know, you, you're looking at a woman that's holding groceries and she's waiting there in the, uh, the hallway for the elevator to come. And uh, there's a guy that walks up next to her and he's waiting for the elevator too. And she's feeling this, there's something wrong here. This is not right. I, oh, it's just me. I'm, I, I'm making too big of a deal out of it. He's probably just fine. And time and time again, then she gets in the elevator, he gets in the elevator, and, and it does not turn out well. It's our instincts. Right. And somehow these smarter than the rest of his people in some organizations think that somehow they can fool people and override their instincts when they're just dirty dogs. They're just dirty rats thinking right. that they can get away with it. And here's the kind of the point we've been talking about here is that at some level, to get an honest 360 on your culture, you may have to do a lot of work. You, you may have, have to do, do a lot of work. work. Yes. Even get to a point where you can do that. And that's not overnight. That's not sitting out a memo saying, sorry about the things that didn't go right. We feel really bad about that. But now yeah. from on, now on, we're just going straight ahead. Right. It's not going to do it, brother. That's no, not going to happen. It's, it's not because if you're not prepared, if you haven't done your due diligence as a senior leadership team, in order to prepare to do something like this. And like you said, it's not going to come overnight. It's mm -hmm. going to take some time. It's going to take some commitment. It's going to take getting everybody on board to, to and with an understanding that whatever we get back on this feedback, we're going to act on. We're going to do whatever we can, honestly, diligently, and faithfully, to make sure that we're we're, we're going to get to the point where everybody's going to trust what we do, because the first time you do it and you don't do that, again you've set yourself back. Who knows how long? And it is. It's a like a lot of things like uh, lean manufacturing. It's a continual process of improvement. Continuous improvement. Absolutely. Yep. That's the big key. That you're not going to get it right the yeah. first time out. You'll probably get a lot of things wrong. But you take what's good, you take the things that aren't working out, and you start working it through. You start asking questions, you have discussions, you have meetings, you have the open conversations about, well, tell us some more about this. We just want to know. We're really curious. Not that we're taking notes. Now we're going to go back and figure out who we got to fire, that kind of stuff. That's the worst thing you can do. But like you said in the very beginning, an honest evaluation of yourself. Look at yourself, C-level people. Look at yourself, CEO. See what's going on. In fact, board of directors, look at yourselves and see what kind of expectations you're setting in terms of performance and culture. That all goes back to that. So that's a and see that's a gutsy thing to do. That oh, absolutely it is. And you know what? The companies who do that though, and use these correctly, they they see a lot of success. Their companies really tend to gather around them. 
because they know they're willing to experiment. They're willing to go the extra mile. They're willing to open up for criticism or praise and at the same time, invite others to do the same. You know, we're right. all in this together. We talked about people with the biggest complaint employees have a lack of respect, which is another way of saying we don't feel like we can trust you. Yes. Lack of support. Again, we don't feel like you're going to have our backs when it really yeah. comes to you know, tough times or things that we're going through, challenges or, or the assistance that we need to do our job. There's that whole thing, that whole play. And so as you start stepping back at that, you start saying, well, what does a company look like yeah. that really is kind of, that really is ready to do this kind of stuff? And we we say that this idea here is that uh, that they're going to be open to hear whatever it is that has to be said, not only in terms of, you know, one way, but in all ways, in, in all, all directions. Ways. Yep. yep. And that means at some level, they've got to have an organization that's very much into learning and growing and developing and assisting their employees and their leadership to become better in their jobs. And in some ways, you've got to say this, even better human beings. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and like we said, one of the best ways really to get the answers that you want is to do this from an outside source. One that, that, like ourselves, can come in, do an assessment with your organization that's unanimous. You're not going to get, they're not going to have to put their names, fill out their names or anything, because in the end, that's not what you want. It's You don't care about a certain person. You care about what the organization says. You want to yeah. look at the, the answers in, 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 you know, and really get that data dialed down to where you can see where the problems are, not who the problem is. Right. So it's anonymous. Yeah. You don't really know who's saying what. Anonymous. There we go. Yeah. Not unanimous. <laughs> Sorry. Anonymous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. so that we can get a clear picture about what's going on because people don't want to be put in a position. And see, that's the interesting thing about it. If you've got some clashes going on, you want to find those things out. But yeah. again, it's not to find who's right and who's wrong. Right. It's to begin a process of saying, okay, so what's really going on here? Yep. What do you see? What do you see? What's what's happening here? Let's start creating a, a conversation rather than an adversary kind of relationship. Yep. That takes a lot of maturity. It does. That's not an easy thing to do. And yet, again, as you said, that is exactly what the best organizations do, know how to do, and continuously do. Continuously. Yeah, continuously. It's not a one-off. No. It's not a one-off. It's, it's a continual... How did we do in the last six months? Let's do another one of these to really find out how we improved, where we improved. That's right. That's right. So again, what we offer you folks, as Rich just talked about here, we don't say, let's just jump in the deep end right from the beginning. We kind of say, well, let's kind of step into it. Let's see how the leadership feels about it. Are they even ready to take a look right. at the hard facts? Yeah. Are they ready to take on the difficult tasks of changing this up? Are they willing to take on what they must do? In order to improve the, re, the the whole culture, the relationships, and are they willing to go to work themselves before they expect anybody else to go to work and do that kind of stuff? Right. Once we get that taken care of, we talk about it, we look at it, we start making some suggestions to make that process of changing right at the top. Then we'll come back and we'll say, let's now take a deeper dive. But understand, this is not going to get easier. This is actually going to get more challenging. But if you're yeah. up for the challenge and you, we prepared you in the right ways. It's going to go well. Still can be rough, but it will go much better than had you not. Yeah. And I guess to summarize this whole thing, Michael, these are phenomenal tools that you can use if used correctly. 
if Great. used as as they were designed to to improve performance, improve your outcomes, improve the people in your organization, not as a way to weed things out, the people out, departments out, individuals out, whatever that may be. Put together by people who have no dog in this fight. No dog, absolutely. Yep. That's right. That, that's what makes a big difference altogether. Yep. And that's what will create the energy, the synergy, the trust, all those great juices that you want in your organization to make great products, create great services, and create a great company. That's yeah, what you're really looking absolutely. For. You want a great company. And you want people who are excited to be there. Yeah. Engaged, yeah. excited to be there. Can't wait to go to work today. As opposed to discouraged. Right. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just going to call in. <laughs> I'm going fishing. Yeah. That's right. I'm okay with missing donut day, just so long as I don't have to be there. Yep, that's right. A, ba- <laughs> a bad day of fishing is better than a good day at work. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, my friend. All right. Okay, so how do they get a hold of us? Do they want to see, well, what can we do to assist them in their culture appraisals, their 360s, whether it's culture or individuals? What do they do? Executive Leaders Act, ILEC.com, M. Bailey at intelligentleadershipec.com or baron at intelligentleadershipec.com. And you can look us up. You can Google our names. We both have different websites. Uh, Look us up on LinkedIn. There is a number of ways to get a hold of us. And it's it's very simple. Just reach out and let's have a conversation. We have these conversations with people all the time. Had conversations today with people in Dubai. Have conversations today with people in Philadelphia. Had conversations a few weeks ago on people in, in Portugal. It doesn't matter where you're at. Let's talk. We'll make yeah, the time. We'll, work, we'll make it work. Yeah, we'll find a way to help you folks out. Get to your uh, organizations or your leadership or even you as a leader. Yep. To a much, much better place. And uh, the great thing about it is growth that is done with real integrity, that is done with real earnestness, that is done with real honesty. There is nothing better for an individual for a team, for an organization, when it's approached that way, it is the way to free yourselves of all the doubts, the anxieties, the worries, all that other garbage that seems to sneak into an organization, yeah. or into leadership or into individuals. It's the best way out. It's the cleanest way out. It's the most powerful way. It's the most satisfying way. It is worth it. It is worth the journey. And and in the end, why do you want to waste your time and energy on a witch hunt? That's no fun. Do it positively. Build those people up. That's a lot. That's a lot more fun. Yeah, it is. There's not now. That's now. That's a good way of looking at legacy. Absolutely. There you go. All right. Shout outs. We got we got some folks out there listening. We got a lot of people from all over the world. We're finding we're finding that folks all over the world are finding out about us. Whether it's in Moscow, uh, Russia, whether it's in. And there's been some countries, to be honest with you, I don't even know where they are. You know, I'm not even sure where they are. You know, so it's it's fascinating to go and look them up or cities in these different Croatia, Romania, That's Romania. Yep. It's very interesting stuff. Really into it. We've got, we've got the Orient uh, over there. I guess that's Asia. I guess I shouldn't use the Orient, but Asia, uh, the people that are following us. So it's a great spread. Great spread of people. Yeah, I got, I got, a, I, I got a shout out to Auburn, Virginia. Good. 
I got I got to say thank you very much because they they pop up on a radar time and time and time again. So thank you. Yep. All right, that's it for now. Okay. And until next time, take care of each other. We're all we got, right? We're all on this same on the same boat together. So let's take care of each other. Let's do the right thing. Let's serve each other. Let's bring a smile to each other's faces because in the end, really, that's what it's about. So peace, ship, planet, earth. That's right. That's right. right. All the best so, to you, folks. Take care. Till next time. Bye-bye. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.